0: Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Our special guest, Mark Minkola. His book, The Way of Miracles, comes out next week. Mark, we we're talking about the miracles and whether there was divine providence behind it or not. How many people think God is that divine providence?
1: I suspect a lot of people do, George. I think that, that... there's so many different religious and spiritual perspectives right now, especially more than ever nowadays. But I think that a majority of people who are of the classically trained religious mind are more inclined to think that that is the case. And and I think that there's another group of people that kind of understands that there's something within them, something deeper, something more powerful within them. They can call it a soul, a spirit, a source. And there's a growing number of people that just are tapping into the fact that there's a higher self that can actually do some remarkable things and perhaps should be considered divine as well.
0: I keep thinking of the movie It's a Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart, where he was contemplating doing himself in, and they sent down an angel to save him. And, uh, you know, the angel pretended to be drowning, and uh, George Bailey jumped in and saved him, and uh, that's the beginning of a great movie, as you just said. Uh, Would you consider that a true miracle, the way they handle that?
1: I I think it's a beautiful story, and I think that there's a lot of people that can relate similarly to the prospect of so many different spiritual uh, supports, whether we, we talk about spirit guides nowadays more than ever, we talk about angels as well. So I do believe that angels and spirit guides are involved in so many different life processes, and I think there's so many people that have had miracle experiences with the help of spirit guides and angels. I think it's it's become more common than ever.
0: Mark, not everybody gets the miracle. Some people die of cancer. Some people have bad luck. Some of these things just don't happen for them. Why?
1: Well, I think that throughout the course of a life, we, I, it's my my feeling that we all have miracles at some point in our lives. I don't think we have all all the situations in our lives resolved by miracles, unfortunately, but I do believe that even the person that didn't have the good fortune of a miracle, uh, say, at the end of a given life that ended too short, had other experiences throughout the course of their life while they were in the prime of their life that represented miracles of some sort or other. So I think, we, I think we've all been blessed with miracles in a, in a variety of different ways and in a variety of different times in our lives, but that doesn't mean that it's going to happen all the time to everybody.
0: Is there a little luck involved sometimes?
1: I think there's a little luck involved with everything <laughs> I suspect that yeah. that is the case, but I think that what, we're, what we write about in the book and what we're talking about specifically in this case, from from my experiences, is that I've observed so many different patients. As I said 60,000 appointments over the last 37 years, and and again, the film bears this out. We've had people who were deemed in, infertile who've had three children since. We've had people who were diagnosed with Parkinson's who who are running three miles a day. There's there's amazing stories in the film and in the book as well that to bear out the fact that there is clearly something happening at, at deeper levels that, that we have access to if we're to simply tap into it.
0: The film, The Way of the Miracles, is like a who's who of coast-to-coast guests, including Deepak Chopra, Bruce Lipton. Who else is in there?
1: Um, Shamini Jane is in it. Um, there's um, a number of—Rupert Sheldrake is in it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, there's a miracle there. He got stabbed almost to death. Years ago, did you know yes, that? That's, that's yeah.
1: exactly correct. Manos Kafatos is in it as well. There, there's a number of really wonderful people. It is definitely a who's who, no question about it.
0: Do you have to be religious to accept miracles?
1: I think you have to at least be spiritual. I okay. To have a, a connection and to have a willingness to accept, expect, or create at a deeper level is is, is prerequisite.
0: And in the book... The way of miracles. You give techniques to help create a miracle, don't you?
1: Yes, we do. Again, the 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 key point here is that by developing delta consciousness, you know, like we said earlier, there's different brainwave states, and when people meditate, for example, they, or pray, they go into alpha brainwave states, and it's a very deeply relaxing state, and it's it's super beneficial for your nervous system, et cetera. If you go deeper, you end up in theta, and then if you go beyond theta, you go into the depth of delta brainwave states. And it's my contention that delta is where where miracles are can be plucked, if you will, or can be cultivated. And I think that there's exercises in the, in the end of each chapter in the book that help the reader to perform simple exercises, breathing exercises, meditation-type exercises, trance-type exercises that enable them to tap into delta brainwave states and to, to to be in that in that environment, that mode, that energy field where they can actually tap into miracles more readily.
0: Mark, what do you think of prayer?
1: I think prayer is, is a remarkably important part of this whole process. I think prayer moves us beyond rejection of miracles, like I said a moment ago, into an, at least an acceptance, expectancy, or creation level. I think a lot of people who who really are prayer warriors, people who've really gotten accustomed to praying intensively and, and really believing in their prayer and having a strong positivity about their prayer, are creators of miracles. I think they're they're the people that are making miracles more readily than than than, than those who reject. I think that creationists are prayers. no question about it. Would you
0: say that people who are good people generally will experience more miracles? Than people who technically aren't good.
1: Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think I don't, that's not my experience. I think that the good and bad component is, is brings in a, a realm of judgment or something like that. I think, and, and I think that there's 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 been people who have not necessarily been the greatest of people, and when you think about their their life experience, that. The, their productivity of their life, the end result of their, their personality and their life experience and their, their life record, if you will. But good or bad, I think miracles are available to everybody. I think the other thing is I think people can actually turn around quickly. I think that I've seen a lot of patients have dramatic shifts, transformational changes overnight. And I think that there's a lot of people who can start off rejecting miracles and, and not having the best of of life records, as they say but then suddenly turning around and changing things and having more of an acceptance of positivity, miracles, and blessings. And I think there's, there's such a thing as grace that actually brings miracles to those who would perhaps to some not, not appear deserving.
0: I was going to say, once you see the miracle occur, does it change the individual in a positive way?
1: Oh, there's no question about that one. That's, that's a universal yes. I say that's an absolute slam dunk yes. I think that what I've noticed over the years is that when patients start off with a with a, a doubter's perception, a doubter's tendency, a, a rejection response when it comes to the, the issue of miracles, that if they have the miracle happen in their life and they beat the odds, they they generally change drastically. They transform in, in drastic ways. They become more inclined to accept, to expect, and to create and, and to, to to brighten their life with a, with a tremendous amount of positivity that. Takes the place where there was not hope initially. So I think there doesn't have to be hope, but I think there has to be grace. There's no question about the fact that grace works in strange ways.
0: Well, another great story, great film, A Christmas Carol with Ebenezer Scrooge. Sure. There's a perfect example of someone who was just a non believer, and all of a sudden miracles occur and it changes him 100%. Great story. It really is. And I think that happens time and time again. We're going to take calls with Mark next hour here on Coast to Coast. And if you have a miracle story that you would like to share, jump aboard and give that to us, too. And what if somebody, though, is truly evil? Why should they get a miracle?
1: Well, you know, I don't think if we were all running the universe, we might have a different set of choices regarding that stuff. But I think that the way the universe works out is... Everything is wide open at all times. Everything's on the table. So I think it, it's it's not always going to work out the logical way or the way we'd anticipate it to work out. And I think grace, like we said a minute ago, transcends all logic.
0: Well, it really does. What would you like people to learn from the book, The Way of the Miracles?
1: I'd like them to learn that they are more than they think they are. I'd like them to learn that there's a tremendous well of possibility within everybody's soul, within everybody's being, and if they're willing to go deeper within themselves, and if they're willing to kind of tap into their source, and if they're willing to go a little bit beyond the, beyond the to, to reach beyond their grasp, I guess I'd say, spiritually, I think they can do things miraculously in, in, in ways that they'd never imagined before.
0: If you had to say miracles occur from either divine providence, godlike angels, or individuals create the atmosphere for the miracle? If you had to pick one of the two, what would you pick?
1: I'm going with the individuals. I, I just don't know that they'd all know that. I just don't, I'm not sure, like I said earlier, I'm not sure that, that they're aware of the fact that they're they're able to do that and that they're the ones giving themselves, that they're willing to give themselves credit for being the initiators, that being the creators. I think that they tend to, a lot of people tend to doubt themselves, but I think that they're making more miracles than they're aware of. And I think it's it's a matter of getting to know yourself a lot better and a lot deeper and having more faith and trust in your, in your ability to expand your consciousness and perform at a miraculous level and, and to tap into your limitless capabilities.
0: Mark, there have been miracles f- performed on little kids who are sick or might have cancer, and some dramatic things happen for them. Is it because of the belief of the parents that get this done, or does the little child, who probably doesn't know what a miracle is, gets well, this done? I've,
1: something that I've noticed with my work is there's a lot of transposing
0: words,
1: I can create my miracle or you can actually pray for me and wish for me and hope for me and, and smile when you're with me and all that stuff. And I think that your, your energy that you're projecting to me can help transpose that process. I think that when you have a beautiful little child that you want to save, you want to send as much healing possibility to as you possibly can, you can actually generate enough energy to transpose the, the process and to engage the process by sending it to that child. So I think that we have the ability to to not only produce miracles in ourselves, but to share them and to transpose, send them to other people.
0: That's pretty dramatic. So we have the ability to create miracles for other people.
1: Yes. Wow.
0: Do they need to know what you're doing?
1: I think that there's a there's a an unwritten spiritual law that says you're gonna you're gonna be considerate of them of them by not violating them, going behind their back, so to speak. You're gonna you're gonna tell them that you're doing it. The, are the mechanics of that such that, that it's required? No, I don't think it is. I think that you still could have that effect on somebody. And I'm sure if your intention is good, that's the most important component of that whole thing. But I just think that there's an unwritten spiritual law that you want to notify them, and let them know that you're sending them something and you're, you're wishing and hoping and praying for them. And I think that's only going to help them. They know about your care for them anyway.
0: Dr. Mark McNicola with us, Ph.D. Since you've been doing this, you've concentrated a lot on health miracles. Why is that?
1: Um, because when I first started working, I noticed things happening, and I said to myself, is this, un- is this uncommon, or is this something that's, that's the way the-, the game of life works? And I was mystified by by seeing recoveries, miracle recoveries, and miracle experiences that patients would engage in. And I was curious as to whether this was the way life is, or is this something that needs to be talked about more? We need to learn more about and study and, and bring into conversation and so I decided that I needed to write a book about it, make a film about it, and to bring the conversation to, to, an, to a higher level of awareness and, and, to, and to bring it up and, and to learn more about it. So I, I think that the inspiration came from just observing patients, and I think that there's a lot to be had from tapping into this process well, of, of observing miracles.
0: Why do people sometimes, Mark, get so emotional in a positive way when a miracle occurs?
1: Well, because for starters, you're 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 anticipating suffering and pain. You know, somebody that you love is hurt. Somebody that you love is sick. Somebody that you love has a terminal illness, and you're anticipating. You're you're bracing yourself for the worst. I I just wish and hope and pray that they're going to be okay, and you spend so much time pumping energy into that, like just transposing, like I said a little while ago, and I think that when that finally does happen for you, you could only expect yourself to just burst forth with tremendous emotion because it's such an exciting and such a such a powerful response that that you feel so blessed by that it's just overwhelming
0: it is overwhelming and uh, it's just uh, it's it's illuminating for you too isn't it it's a it?
1: beautiful process
0: since you've been doing this which has been how many years now 37 37 years what's that one miracle that you have witnessed, that you would tell people for the rest of your life about?
1: There was, actually the film talks about it. There there was a woman who was, she had breast cancer. And she was kind of down, and she was kind of depressed. And she was explaining in the, in her story in the film how she actually, her family wanted to go on a ski trip. So she went on a ski trip, and with her family. And she wasn't about to ski because she was saying, you know, I didn't 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 feel that good, and I just and
0: she you know, had the I, cancer and everything,
1: right? Exactly, right. breast cancer, advanced breast cancer. So she said, her family said, "How about you come out on the bunny slope and give it give it a try?" Nah, well, it's it's a gorgeous day, it's sunny, it's radiant. it's beautiful. Okay, what the heck? I'll just give it a try. So she went. She rented some bunny hill skis, and she tells her story. She said that. Something changed her when she started to ski down that hill. And there was just a free feeling that she had about things. And she just opened up her heart and opened up her soul. And she said she burst out in tears skiing down that slope. And lo and behold, she got to the doctor the following week and they couldn't find her cancer. Oh, my gosh.
0: What a story.
1: Gone. Gone. Absolutely gone. They couldn't find it.
0: How do you explain this? It's a miracle. Truly. Truly. I mean, what did she do? To create that miracle, or did somebody pray for her or do something else?
1: Well, as she as he tells her story in the film, he, we changed her diet, of course. We put her on a, a strict diet. We corrected her, helped. her chemistry and worked on her health and had her taking her supplements and doing all the things that you might expect we'd have her doing. But I think that there was something that happened when she was on that ski slope. And when she tells the story in the film, I cry every time I
0: see it. I can't I about can't <laughs> back to tears.
1: It's, it, I'm, I'm just... That's wonderful. It's a mess when I see it.
0: I, you know, I get emotional sometimes too during episodes and things like
1: that. You
0: know, it's, I uh, think it's, it's human.
1: Kind of, you know, of course, there's some, there's some beautiful times
0: in life that require it. And we need miracles now, Mark, more than ever. More than ever, George.
1: Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.